0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be spending some time with you today. Today is a very special day. It's my husband's birthday. And don't we all love to celebrate birthdays? But you know, a day that's even more important than the one we were born into flesh is the day we are born into spirit. You know, I can't pinpoint exactly what that day was for me, but I currently celebrate my relationship with the energy you can refer to as God, source, Allah, the creator, the universe. Or whatever you want to call it. I celebrate that relationship every day. The one responsible for the grass being green and the sky being blue. Definitely something to celebrate. You know, as human beings, we all have the honor, responsibility, privilege, and double-edged sword of living on a planet of free will and choice. We get to have the temporary experience of being the demigods of our reality. It can be a lot of fun until it's not. I know I had a great time in my 20s thinking I was the bomb. I was a model and an actress and I was a hairdresser. Life was great. Then, little by little, things started to go sideways. I thought I knew what I wanted to be happy, and then I got it. I fell in love and got engaged to a rich, famous actor. But rather than experiencing the happiness I'd anticipated, I began to descend into a deep darkness and depression. At one of my lowest points, I was shaking in the shadows of fear, sadness, and self-doubt. A powerful light worker found me. This disciple and spokesperson for God reminded me of the truth with a capital T. He rekindled the spark of light that was buried deep inside of me. I'm forever grateful for his guidance, grace, generosity, and kindness. His conversations and emails brought me back to life and back into the light. This was about 15 years ago, and he's one of the most One of my most favorite human beings ever. And today I'm excited to be sharing this amazing, soulful, light-filled, modern-day luminary with you. We are privileged to be spending time with Reverend Larry Hickey. He has no trepidation about going into the front lines of fear and brings compassion and clarity into some of the darkest places. He reminds people of who they are at the deepest level. Larry works with inmates as well as their families. He counsels the dying and infirmed, as well as the helpless and the hopeless and the homeless. He generously supports anyone wanting direction, comfort, kindness, and truth. He's a modern-day mystic and an expert in the sacred text we call the Bible. So if you need a dose of faith today, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show, Larry.
2: Well, thank you very much for that intro. I thought you were talking about somebody else there for a minute.
1: Nope, I'm talking about you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good to hear your voice.
1: I I just, you are really, truly one of my favorite human beings. You are one of the most steady, constant sources of light I have ever experienced. And if I'm ever having a, a down day, it, it it immediately brings me up, lifts me up when I hear your voice and just that solid resonance of your faith.
2: Well, that's what we're here on the earth for, is to encourage and to help others along the way.
1: That is a really uh, great place to start this conversation, and I want you to continue with that thought. Why are we on this earth?
2: We're on this earth because uh, we need to not only know that there is a creator, but we need to go to that creator in, in our spirit and Let him reveal to us our purpose. You know, we're not here uh, to, uh, you know, look pretty and and get, you know, lots of money and all that kind of stuff. These things are, they don't amount to anything as far as I'm concerned. You know, at one time it did. But uh, when you're almost dying uh, because of your earthly travel, you know, and then you come into being born again in the spirit of God, then God puts upon you the love of other people. For other people, and and it's His love, not ours. And so we're here to we're here to encourage and to to help the the blind to see and the wayward to get on the right road, and uh, ones that are sick uh, to give them healing. A lot of people say, well, you know, I prayed for somebody for a long time and they wasn't healed, but uh, and then he, you know, but God. Heals always, and and there was a young man uh, that I was uh, working with one time, and and he had cancer, and he was dying, and and uh, so we had a lot of a lot of good uh, messages back and forth, and and uh, finally, you know, I've been praying for him about two years, and I said, Lord, this is years ago, and I said, Lord, uh, I'd like to see this young man healed, and he died, so I went I went to uh, to God and said, look. You know, I've been praying for healing. I believed. You said, "Whatever we ask, believing, we shall receive." And and he he turned around and and the spirit said, "Larry, the man is healed." You know, I saved him from a lot of a lot of years of more agony and pain. So we have to we uh, that have experienced the the uh, the battle of life and have survived uh, to the point where we have. Begin now to live in our spirit, then then we need to help others find that road themselves. There's a lot of people that are sad, and a lot of people that are misery, uh, that are miserable out there, and they need to hear a good word, and that word is that God loves us. God is real.
1: I love that, and you know when you you were telling the story about you know beauty and and uh, baubles, not you know bringing us joy. I, I felt like you were telling my story, but maybe that's a lot of people's story. You know, we get what we think we want. And I mean, if you would have tried to have this conversation with me in my 20s, it wouldn't have gone in because I thought I knew what I wanted. I was living large. I was loving life. Um, but like, I think for so many, and, and maybe it always takes this. I'd like your opinion. In Zen teachings, they say, pain is the universal great awakener. So it seems to take that Kind of uh, that pain and that dropping to our knees before we crack our minds and hearts open to this something greater is that is That's that right. what you witness as well?
2: Yes. Uh, let's bring out an example of nine eleven. Mm. When the people were, when we were attacked, and so many had died, uh, for at least a, at least a couple of months after that, the people were were seeking God for comfort and strength. And, and direction, and, and after a while, you know, they just went right back to where they were at. And, and there's a lot of people that go through things that they don't have to go through because they're not willing to admit that they can have a spiritual relationship with God and that He will work in their life for their greater best, you know. And in and, and the world, worldliness is, is something that keeps us separated from God. Um, people are, like you said before, you know, that if I talked to you when you were 20 years old, you say, come on, get out of here. You know, this is what life <laughs> is all about, you know, beauty, beauty and, and, and all these, uh, you know, partying and big stuff. And, but, you know, that's all well and good. But, see, that, that excludes you from God because it says you can't serve two masters. He has served the world or you serve mm-hmm. God. And the people that are serving the world, if they went to get them alone and begin to talk to them, they tell you stories of, of such heartache and such misery in their life they have no direction. It's like a like a homeless person in the world, you know, and, and they're homeless in their spirit. They don't they don't realize that when God created man, he created us in his image. And God is a spirit. So if God is a spirit and we were made in his image, then we are spirits too. So we forget about the spiritual realm within us. I mean, that's what keeps us going, is that life within us, because God breathed within us that breath of life, and we became alive. But once uh, there was uh, the disobedience of Adam and Eve, then that brought evilness and darkness, uh, what the Bible calls sin, into the world, that man began to rebel and disobey God in all all, uh, phases of life. and. And so they have to pay the penalty for that. And so God gave the law to Moses, and, and people couldn't uh, fulfill the law. Uh, they, they took the Ten Commandments and made 613 more laws, and you couldn't do anything. And people could not live up to that. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sin. We were set free, and now we are a new creation in Christ. All our old past has passed away and everything becomes new since that day that you receive by faith Christ as Savior and Lord and Friend and Guide. And And He uh, He's now with the Father, but He sent His Holy Spirit. And that Spirit comes within us. The Bible talks about it as being born again. You have to be born again uh, to enter into the kingdom of God. And being born again is to is to die to the desires of the flesh and to be raised anew in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we begin to walk in the Spirit of God instead of in in the uh, uh, desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. I think I answered a lot of your questions there.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> a little you know, dizzy I'd, with all of your wisdom.
2: <laughs> I just get excited. I get excited because there was one day that, that I was lost in the world. I mean, I I was uh, I was lonely. I, I didn't. Uh, I just had a, a bad uh, attitude about everything. Uh, at a drop of the hat, I'd be ready for a fight. I was uh, I was a drunk, uh, you know, and, and I was just wasting away in my life. And one day, I said, you know what? I just can't go this route no more. And and I heard a message. The message I just told you about how much God loves us, and, and he wants the best for us. And, and I said, Lord, I want this. And I fell on my knees, and I said, Lord, come into my life. Take away all the weaknesses that I have, and give me strength to live the life that, that I should be living here on this earth. And, and all of a sudden, I just felt an overwhelming uh, sense of power and love and joy and and mercy and forgiveness in my life that when I got up, I was a new creation. Mm. And from that day on, I've lived a life in total uh, surrender to God's spirit as he leads me and guides me and helps me to get others to follow. Because I don't want to see anybody go off into this, uh, uh, make the transition to the next world without the love of God.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lonely place to be, you know. And and you you spoke these truths to me when I was in that very dark place, and nobody was returning my phone calls. And and you found me. Uh, I think I had done some interview, and you you went, I guess, some some effort, and you found me, and you emailed me, and we started this dialogue, and you reminded me. Of these truths, because I I felt as you did, that I was um, like worthless. I was ashamed. I was sad. I was scared. I was alone, and you reminded me how much God loved me, and it it opened um, it cracked my heart open to maybe the possibility of that being the truth, and once that door cracked open, I ended up going down a different path than I'd ever been on before and I feel at home I feel at home in my body I feel at home in my skin and so much of what you're saying resonates so deeply rather than me making my appearance my priority or my my fame or my ego or whatever it became more about loving other people rather right. than trying to show up and say oh look at me I'm so great it became more like Look at you! Aren't you amazing? And that is really what's brought me this deep fulfillment and happiness that I thought all the stuff of the world would bring me. So it's um, it's been an interesting journey.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and uh, as you mentioned before, we work with the uh, the forgotten cast of society, more or less. Uh, that's our main thrust: is to reach the people that that uh, are so down in life that they're trying to get by with drugs every day uh, mm. and other things, and and so they they seems like they're you know they're at the bottom of the pile, and and uh, nobody wants the, them to come to to uh, these uh, worship centers and all because they might be dirty or smell bad. Or I uh, went to a, a church one time that. Uh, they had some kind of a special program over there, and as I was coming out, this, this homeless young man came up to me, and he, he said, uh, can I speak to the pastor? I said, yeah, come and follow me. He said, no. He said, I can't go in there. I said, why not? He said, because they don't want me in there. I mean, that's you know, the these worship centers are supposed to be the centers of light and love, and mm-hmm. they're not.
1: Not always.
2: So that's why that's why God never called me into full-time uh, ministry in, in the in the worship center. He, he gave me full-time ministry in the street, mm. and uh, a lot of people don't want to do that because there's no money there. There's no money at all, but the rewards are great, and right. uh, I, I, I never missed a meal. So praise God. <laughs> but you know, you were talking about truth before Jesus. Yes. That He is the way and the truth and the life. And nobody can go to the Father except through Him.
1: You know, I want to talk about this. I think this is really interesting and really important because I... I meditate a lot, and I hear kind of wisdom drop into my mind. And it seems to me a lot of this is exactly what Jesus said. And I think Jesus was really a master at pointing people back in to their own divinity. It wasn't like he was sitting on a pedestal going, I'm all that, and you need to worship me. What he was saying is, I'm all that, and so are you. These things and greater will you do. He wasn't saying he was... The only way, he, I think he was trying to point us inward to our own Christ consciousness. So what do you think about that?
2: Well, I just happen to have uh, the scripture right here.
1: <laughs> of course uh, you do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's in John chapter 14, verses 11 and 12. And it says, believe me, this is Jesus speaking. It says, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And the reason that we can do greater things is because when he went to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit down to us to live within us. Uh, in Acts, the uh, first couple of chapters, it tells about how the Spirit came upon the disciples, and they were all filled with power and began to speak in other tongues. And other tongues, uh, that that's a, uh, a misunderstanding a lot by people in, in the Christian circle, but speaking in tongues could be anything. And when I when 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 I uh, w- was born again in Christ, when I received the Spirit within my life, I I began to speak a different tongue. It was uh, not it wasn't uh, gibberish or anything like that. It was I began to talk about Jesus you know, <laughs> instead of where am I going? You know, party next. But it says here in uh, in in uh, John once again, the fourteenth chapter, verses twenty six and twenty seven. It says, "But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit." whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Yes, I give you things that the world cannot give you. I give you peace. I give you love. I give you joy. I give you understanding. I give you a purpose to live in this life. There's another one. Can I keep on? or you want to say I have another question?
1: <laughs> no, I think this is beautiful, although I do want to make a little point, and then I want you to go on. The phrase or the message or the wisdom that is repeated more than anything else, from my understanding, in the Bible is, fear not. Do not be afraid. I think that is such a powerful, powerful message. And to get to that place of love, and joy, and happiness, you know, it, it's hard to do when we're in our fear, when we're buying into this worldly reality. So I, I love everything you're saying. Keep going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it does tell us that uh, in um, in First uh, John chapter four, it tells us uh, that God is love. Yes. And he says, uh, we know that we live in him, and he is in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and, and testified that the Father has seen his, has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him, and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us, because God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. And it goes on and it says that uh, there's no fear in God's love because we we become in that new creation. His love has filled us with forgiveness. His love has filled us with a new outlook on life. And so that brings joy. Uh, Philippians chapter four tells us that we have, that we need to rejoice because Everything that we have, we can bring to the Lord and know that he's going to work it out. If we have difficulties, we go to God. If we have financial uh, instability, we go to God. If, mm-hmm. we, uh, if, if we are hungry, we go to God. Uh, if we're thirsty, we go to God. And, mm-hmm. and, and people don't understand it until they experience it. Because God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will give you all that you need. Seek first my kingdom, and all these things will be given unto you. And that's mm-hmm. the secret, seeking first his kingdom, but people who want to seek his kingdom, they want to seek wealth, they want to seek popularity, they want to, you know, seek the things of the world. But the things of the world are going to destroy your life.
1: i and think seen yes. a lot if, of
2: people that, that, uh, that this is true.
1: If you make the worldly stuff, if you make money, you're God, you know. And you brought up some really good points here. We're kind of going to cycle back to we can't serve two masters. And to me, that means you can't serve fear and faith. But I believe if we go for love, if we go to faith, if we reside in that place, all things can be added unto thee.
2: That's right.
1: Because, you know, when I was going for the money, when I was going for the fame and the glory and the ego, which I also like to refer to as edging God out, the stuff of the world didn't fill that empty place inside of me. And so um, I ended up being broke in poverty and struggling a lot for for quite a while, years. But I feel as I've made faith and love and my connection to God my priority, things have turned around. and. All of my needs are met. I have a beautiful home. I have a beautiful husband. I have, I have a, a, a beautiful car. My life works, but it's not, these things are not uh, my priority or my identity. I feel like I've gone for God, and all things have been added unto me.
2: Exactly. And you know how many people that just take for granted these things? They don't realize the blessings that they have. Mm -hmm. You know how many people that uh, are going through uh, this life right now without a husband? How many children are going through this life without both parents living at home? You know how many people that uh, they they slave to try to work and make a dollar and then spend it so that everybody will think that they're rich and they're not? Mm -hmm. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of misery that comes. You know, it says uh, money is fine, but the love of money. Is the root yes. of all evil.
1: Yeah, there's a big, big, big distinction there. I think.
2: That's right. I mean,
1: who do you so make your god? If you're there, making money your god, you're probably going to have some, some pain.
2: Oh yeah, sure you will. Mm-hmm. Happiness is is not in money. There was a I knew a millionaire one time. He was a stock. He was a member of a, the original member of the stock exchange in New York. He was loaded with money, and and I did a little work for him one time, hanging some pictures and stuff and. And uh, he was telling me, he said, you know what, Larry? He says, I got, I got plenty of money. He says, but I don't have any happiness. He says, my, my family comes over. I get visitors all the time. And I don't know if they're here because they love me or because they love my money. It's a miserable place to be, you know? And uh, I'll probably never reach that point because whatever money I have, I see somebody who needs it worse than I do, and I give it away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, we just love you. We just want to be around you. We don't care. We don't care if you're rich or you're poor. We just love you.
2: <laughs> yeah, amen. Well, that's the way it should be, right? We have, we have riches untold. That's why it says that uh, we need to seek God's love. We need to seek His way. And uh, the riches of reward, or our riches or our treasures, will be stored up in the heaven where, where nobody can break in and, and steal them. Where these things, you know, with our treasures here on earth, is uh, all they need is one thief to walk in there and you lose everything.
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I do like my home. I do love my cars. But I feel like if you take these things too seriously, that's when the problems can begin. I feel like everything I have has been given to me. By God, and He can have it back. He can take it back anytime He wants. And I'm, I'm grateful that He's loaned it to me. I, it's like I feel I hold it with an open hand. I don't have an attachment to the things like I used to. So I feel I have a preference. I have a preference to stay warm and safe and dry. I have a preference to, to keep my home, but I don't have an attachment to the way anything has to look anymore. I don't think I know what is best for me. I really um, have a deep, abiding trust. That spirit knows better than I what is best for me. Exactly.
2: That's right. So
1: I can relax in that, yeah. into that space. So I thought it was well, interesting to find out 85% of people that are sick, it's all stress-related. To me, that means it's fear-related. Don't yeah. you think?
2: Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the, uh, the, last, the last enemy that we face is the fear of death.
1: That's true. That can be a scary one because we don't know what's going to happen. Although I found it interesting. I worked for hospice for a while, and one of the people that was training me said the way people approach life is it tends to be how they approach death. So if they're very fear-based and angry and and scared in life, that's how they approach their impending death. But if they're curious and open and in wonderment and awe, then they also approach death in the same way. So I thought right. that was very very interesting.
2: Oh yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> it's going to be you, I think it's going to be fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. So once you have a relationship with God, he says that where I am, you shall be. And if he's in in the heavenly kingdom with uh with the Father, we will be there also. And and, so and what if, better
1: company could you be in?
2: That's right. And this is the promise of God. So, you know, uh, He doesn't break his promise. Yeah, people that have received uh, that promise, they don't look at death as dying. They look at it as living.
1: It's the next stage in our evolution. Okay, Larry, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to have Larry say a prayer for us, our, our, our collective consciousness, and for us individually, if you're ready to go to the next level of joy and peace and faith. Hang on. We have a real amazing treat coming up for you. Be right back.
0: My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up. Kids who could go on to college, but just need that extra little push. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late-night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Nam Asamoah. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to Living United, I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can Live United for education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Let's say you're a mom, and you want to put on the perfect birthday party for your twin daughters. So you get a clown, and he dazzles everyone. And you order a cake and have the bakery put something nice on it. Happy birthday, girls. And you hire a pony to give everyone rides. (laughs) And it all goes perfectly. Best party ever, mom! And you're the perfect mom. But even if it doesn't go that way, and your clown doesn't dazzle... And the bakery doesn't spell out the right message. Happy birthday gil? And the pony doesn't give everyone rides. It can still be the perfect birthday party because kids don't always see things the way you see them. Best party ever, Mom! You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of siblings in foster care who'll take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUsKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. All right, class. Let's hear what everyone did this weekend. Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least 100 years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this... Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week and find the fun, adventurous you. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the app. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky.
1: Hello, my friends. Thanks for hanging out with me and my good friend Larry Hickey. Reverend Larry Hickey's a modern day mystic and one of my favorite light workers ever. Thanks for being here with us, Larry.
2: Yeah, well, it's my pleasure.
1: Okay, I have a question for you, and then I, you know, I teased our listeners with a little treat, which I'm very excited about myself. Do you think everyone has the capacity and potential for greatness? And to be a light worker.
2: Yes, and I'll tell you where you can find it.
1: Please tell us.
2: It's in the first chapter of uh, of John, the book of John, the first chapter, mm-hmm. and it tells you that we are the light of the world. It says that Jesus was the light, and he and and we have to receive him. Uh, let me let me just read part of it so sure. get it. he said uh It said in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God. The Word is Jesus. And the Word was, was God and He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has not been made. In him was life and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it. That's where we are right now. And it says that, uh, talking about John, and and he said that he came as a witness uh, concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to that light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And, and we have received that light from him and and there's uh another scripture uh let's see where i have it it says that we are the light of the world let's see right here it says it said that it's in matthew chapter 5 if anybody wants to look it up and verses 14 to 16, the reason I'm giving the scriptures is because that it's not me that's saying these things, it's God that's saying these things to us. Mm-hmm. And it says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the, a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise the Father in heaven. We're all born with God's light within us. That's the light of life, and we have a choice to make. You know, we can either follow that light or we cannot. We can, we can just continue to live in the darkness, but everyone is born with that light. Everyone is born with, with a, an, an urge to seek something greater and, that, and something they, they, they feel like they need love, and, and so they, but they're seeking it in a worldly way, in a fleshly way. But God is a spirit. God is love. And God has said that he has given to each one of us uh, the, same, uh, the same life to, to go and continue to do his will. In, the, in Psalm 139, it says that when I was in my mother's womb, he was there and he was teaching me. And he said that, that everything in my life has already been written in his book. And so we need to, uh, we just need to just... Uh, uh, live the life that He's called us to live, and and I believe, you know, a lot of people think that once you receive uh, God's love and forgiveness through Jesus the Christ and receive His Spirit, being born again in the Spirit, uh, then then they they they'll what they call their name will be written in the Book of Life. But I, and through my studies in the years that I've studied, I've come to find out that every every person that is born. Has your name written in the book of life? And so when as you grow older, you have an opportunity to continue to live in that life and if you don't and you rebel against God and, and you choose the darkness rather than the light, then, then your name will be erased from the book of life. It's already there. everybody is born in the same way in the spirit. We're all spirit of God. and the only reason that uh, we have these bodies, is because they're used as an instrument of travel for the spirit within us.
1: <laughs>
2: so yes, yeah, everybody everybody, everybody has a chance of the same greatness when Jesus said, Greater things shall you do than me.
1: So yeah, this this circles back to what we were discussing. I, I mentioned at the beginning and you brought it up too, it's like we have a choice. We can say yeah. yes or we can say no. I feel like for me, I when things got really dark, I finally turned my face directly and completely and wholly to the light. And that's when something kind of turned on inside of me and it, my life took a different direction. You know, I never thought I'd be in Idaho, you know, uh, writing books. I mean, this is not the life my ego or my personality thought that it wanted, but, um, it is the life that has brought me immense joy and peace and a sense of contentedness and purpose. So it's like, it's like, um, surrendering our will to that greater will, which can be, I think, scary for some people if they think they've got a handle on things.
2: Well, that's why the, that's why God gave us the Word of God, the Bible, because in that Bible, you learn about God. You learn about His purpose for your life. You learn about the examples of those in the past that rebelled against Him and what happened. You learn about those that were rebellious and then they turned to the Lord and by faith, and and their life has changed. Uh, I can give evidence of that. You already have, and I'm sure there's many people that are listening can do the same thing. But we we uh, we have that choice. It started in the Garden of Eden, you know, with Adam and Eve. He said, "You can eat every everything you see around here. You can eat except for this. You cannot eat." That never works.
1: That doesn't work for a three year old, and it doesn't work for adults. Exactly, never exactly. Works. But they had a choice.
2: <laughs> they had a choice. Yeah. You know, even, even, uh, even, even even kids growing up, they have a choice, you know? Yeah. they They, so mischievous, they the always boundaries. get in the trouble. But push the
1: envelope. Yeah. Where, how long is the leash really? Really? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, according to God, it's like uh, 70 times seven, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? You know, it's just not once or twice. It's always.
1: Yeah, 70 times because, seven.
2: Just... Let me, let me tell you a secret that I learned. Uh, Oh, please. (laughs) The word Christ, Jesus the Christ, that's not his last name. Christ means the anointing of God. Jesus, the anointed one, the one called out to perform the purpose that God has called him to do. We all are that way. You are Tammy the Christ, Larry the Christ, the producer the Christ. And mm-hmm. and what it is is that the Christ, which is the anointing of God, is within each and every person. But you have to recognize it in order for it to have the power that it's intended to use to be used in. I think
1: that's so you true. have
2: that choice. You can yeah, you and can I continue chose, to yes. yeah. you continue to put a, a waste basket over the light within you or you can let it shine. It's your choice. And if you choose to let it shine, I guarantee that your life will change in such a great way that that you would just, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hardly believe it. And those around you will be changed as well because they'll see it.
1: I'm a living example of that. You know, it's like when I was on my knees, I thought, you know, God, I want to come home. This isn't fun for me anymore. And what I got was that if I had the courage, if I could get through this, that one day I could help other people that were confused or hurting or on their knees or in pain. And I thought, well, that sounds like a compelling reason to stick around so um you found me right after that and kept fanning the flame the light that was in me that i said yes i want to be of service i want to be a light worker and it has again brought such profound um contentedness and fulfillment that uh, was completely elusive prior to
2: that moment that's right and everybody has a choice to make
1: Yes, exactly. We all have free will and choice. So do we say yes to this anointedness? Do we say yes to the light? Or do we want to go play? And exactly. and that's fine, too. I think exactly. it's inevitable. We're all going to come back to this because there's no place else to go. There's only God. Exactly. And something I really like about, I don't know if you're familiar at all with The Course in Miracles. It talks about Christ consciousness. And it, it, it uh, dovetails very nicely with what you were just saying about Christ. And, um... Its Almost like Christ is our elder brother, and he is our teacher, and he is a mystic, and he can show us the way back to love he's 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 got the wisdom and he um, has uh the stories and the teachings and the parables um and it is about learning that within ourselves, but it's like yeah. if we don't know it, we follow someone who has gone before. And he has traveled before us and has basically laid out the path if we want to say yes to that journey.
2: That's right. But we have to also remember that that he is the Son of God sent to die because we could not we could not obey the law. Our sin was was uh, uh it was it was just getting worse and worse and worse and finally when Jesus came, he came to die came to die for you and me and everyone in listening he came to die on the cross and while he was on that cross he took your sin and my sin and and everyone else's sin in the whole world he died for that at one point he said father father why hast thou forsaken me that's when god turned his head on on his only son because he was he was being sacrificed for the sins of the world and at that moment every sin past present and future was upon him, and he said, Lord, forgive them, for they don't they, they, they do know what they're doing. And, and from that point on, our sin has been forgiven. Now, do we sin today? Yes, we do. We fall, but if we're walking in the Lord, the Holy Spirit will teach us and say, hey, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And, and you know, how is that bringing glory to God and things like that? But we have to remember that, that whatever state we're in right now, and I'm sure that there's people in, in the listening audience there's people right now that's saying, "Oh, this guy don't know what he's talking about." But then there's others that are saying, "You know what? I need what this man is talking about." And the only way that they can have it is to drop to their knees or or just sit on the couch or wherever they're at and just say, "God, come into my life." And 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 he'll give you that strength. And and you'll be able to overcome. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that are labor and, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. And so we need to do it. Everybody needs to do it. I did it, you did it, and other people need to do it that are listening today. This is true. I mean, this is real. And, and they need to make that decision to receive Christ. And you're talking about uh, um, Christ's attitude is the fact that that Christ is the anointing of God. Each one has received the cross and the resurrection. And they became a new creation. And, and the anointing was placed upon us that have made that choice uh, to, to follow our spirit, God's spirit within us to touch our spirits and lead us in the right way. Or, and and at that moment, his his anointing comes upon us, and so it says that, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, and it says also too that once you have this mind of Christ, the anointing of God, you have no need for man to teach you, because the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. That was in, we just read that a little while ago in John 14, and so it's up to the person Receive him right now. All you got to do is say, Lord. Come into my life. I'm tired of living this way. I want I want this new life that that these people are talking about today. And if they need any more help, I mean they can contact you or you can contact me or whatever. But it's out so, there. So yeah, yeah.
1: Why don't you go ahead and give people your email address? I know you're so. So very generous with your heart and your wisdom and your kindness. And you were very accessible to me when I was struggling through emails and phone calls. So why don't you go ahead, um, I'm giving people a minute to get a pen, uh, to uh, go ahead and give them your email address if they would like to write to you. And I I call him Lovely Larry. So if you want to email him, I I refer to him as Lovely Larry. But (laughs) you can call him whatever you
2: want. (laughs) Um, My email address is l HM at Pineland.net.
1: That's Pineland, P I N E
2: L A N D, correct? It's L L H M I N at Pineland.net.
1: Which is short Pine. for Larry Hickey Ministry at Pineland. Okay.
2: Yes. L-H-M-I-N-D. Yes. That makes it fun. L H M I N.
1: Yes. So. Say, for instance, we have somebody hanging out with us today who's not really struggling in a lot of pain, but maybe doesn't feel complete. Is this, no. you know? I, I really want to invite you to to say a prayer for for me and for Steve and for anybody who's listening who wants to participate. And um, so, to me, it seems it, it can ex, it can span the the discomfort from just being very minimal to just feeling somewhat like something's not quite right or they're not quite fulfilled to people being in a lot of pain, a lot of anguish or discomfort. Right. And you think that all can come, that all can be, um, I guess, resolved or healed by virtue of inviting in um, the Christ consciousness or light. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: Well, I love it and I'm 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 ready. Okay. You want to say a prayer for us, Larry? All right,
2: I will. I will. All right. Father God, we we come before you right now and I know that there's a lot of people listening. I know there's a lot of people that have doubt. I know there's a lot of people that are hungry for what is being said. And we just want to pray right now, Father, for those that are feeling lonely for those that are are seeking new direction in their life, for those, Father, who who think that uh, worldly living is much better than spiritual living. You know, Lord, that every heart out there, every cry for help is out there, and you know each and every one of them, Father, so I want to pray for them. I want to pray, Father, that they will receive your love, your forgiveness, your mercy, your power, your promises, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. Your promises to come to you and you will give them rest. They need to feel your power within them, Lord. And and if they would just ask for it, Father, forgive me. I, I have sinned. I've been living in darkness and now I want to live in the light. Your light. Come into my life right now. And, and just let me feel your presence. Let me feel your love. Let me feel your joy. I believe. And I want to walk the walk that you have set before me. And, Father, we know that there, there are those, Lord, that have this empty feeling within, this empty feeling that they're missing something, and that what they're missing is your love and our love becoming uh, together in a, a home, harmonious way that others will be able to see your love in us. And there are those, Lord, that are going through marriage problems right now. And, and I know that the only way that they can be together is by allowing God to take control of that marriage. Because when, when you take control of that marriage, there's nobody that's going to break it. And so we, do, we just want to pray right now, Lord, for the crying, for the dying, and for the living, that you will touch every heart. You will fill every need, that you will give joy and peace that peace that passes all understanding while we're walking in this earth. We just want to give thanks, Lord, because you're hearing this prayer, and you're going to act and do in the lives of those who ask you to come in. And we praise you. Amen.
1: Amen. And so it
2: is. We still have more time. Want me to go on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we never have a dearth of uh, conversation or things to talk about, do we, Larry? (laughs) Now, that was beautiful. I felt like I was just covered in a blanket of light. It was very um, warm and peaceful, and it was delicious.
2: Well, there's so many hurting people. and, and really you know, There's so many things to do and not enough time to do it, what they say.
1: Well, I feel like something you, you mentioned earlier that I think about a lot is, um, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and people were horrible to him, and yeah. he didn't get angry, didn't get mad, he just met them with compassion and prayed for, for these people, and um, I've heard it said that compassion is the only emotion left for the f- fully realized human being, and something I know that helped heal me was to eventually get to the place of having compassion for myself, for my journey and my pain and the struggles, and to... And by virtue of that, I've been able to extend that compassion to others that are hurting. And I think it's such a an important quality. And it's very, very different than pity. Compassion is a very, very different energy and a different um, quality of experience. And I think it's so so very healing so that's often what my prayer is i have compassion for the world and I have compassion for the people that are in pain or struggling or don't remember the truth of who they are i have compassion for the people who don't have compassion for themselves
2: that's so true it's so true when jesus looked upon all the loss of israel um, they they were just uh, completely lost as to him being the messiah that they had prayed for he looked upon them and he said you know you look like a, a bunch of sheep with no shepherd, and he had compassion on them. Mm-hmm. So compassion is very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking uh, one time when when uh, his friend Lazarus died, and uh, in, it's in the 11th chapter of Matthew, if anybody wants to look at it, or the 11th chapter of John, and it says that uh, his friend Lazarus died. His two sisters called for Jesus to come and heal him, and Jesus said. Uh, you know, we're just going to wait here a little bit longer. And and the apostle didn't understand, and, and because he didn't go right away, and this is his good friend. So when he went, like four days later, he was already in the tomb, and, and the girls and the sisters came out and said, you know, if you he were here, he wouldn't have died. And he said, uh, he hasn't died, he's just sleeping. And so he, he saw the people, they had mourners there, everybody was crying, everybody was feeling such sorrow, and to the point that he could feel their sorrow and their pain, and he began to cry his own self. And, and then he went over to the grave, and he said, uh, roll the stone away. And, and so they said, well, you know, he's been in there for four days, he probably stinks. <laughs> Roll the stone away. <laughs>
1: Not going to be fresh.
2: <laughs> yeah, so when they rolled the stone away, he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth, and he was wrapped in <clears throat> burial shrouds. And he says, take all that stuff off. <clears throat> he said, unbind him and set him free. And that's my prayer for your audience today, that they may unbind uh, the, the, uh, the things that are keeping them in slavery. And and be set free. And when Jesus said in the 8th chapter of John, he says, uh, when Jesus, what John said about Jesus, when Jesus set you free, you are free indeed. And that's what we need in this world. We need to be free to live the life that God has called us to live.
1: Mm. Yeah. Who doesn't want that freedom?
2: That's right. But a lot of people don't want it.
1: Hmm. I do. <laughs> yeah.
2: And in, in, uh, in, in my experience, uh, people that have a lot of money are not really as happy as they look.
1: Well, and it's interesting. I, I'm I'm writing a book about prosperity, and I've interviewed a lot of people that have money and a lot of people that want money. And what it boils yeah. down to, what does that represent? It represents two things primarily, and that is yeah. power and that is freedom. Yep. But we all have access to that here and now. That's right, and it's it's a quality that is internal, not external. We think if we get that thing outside of us, we'll feel powerful and free, but it's it's never um, satisfied from the outside in. It's only experienced authentically from the inside out.
2: Yeah, well, in the in the 13th chapter of uh, of Hebrews, and once again, I mentioned these scriptures so that people can check them out. In the 13th chapter of Hebrews, he says that. uh, uh, don't get caught up in the love of money. He says, be content with what you have. And if people can live with contentment on the things that they have right now, they'd be a much happier family. But well, and something I've the- found to
1: be true with that, if you're contented, it's a magnetic energy. If you're desperate, oh, yeah. it's a sure. fear-based, repelling energy. So as I've relaxed into my contentedness, it seems to me I'm I'm manifesting more and more prosperity. And not because I'm willing or trying or striving or ambitious about it. It just seems to, it's graceful, it's easy, it shows up. Yes. Well, again, faith is much more attractive or magnetic than fear.
2: Oh, yeah. Faith and fear are the opposites.
1: Yeah. And you can't serve both of them at the same time. You can't have a foot in both of those worlds. It's well, uncomfortable. You, can't. you kind of end either, up doing the splits. <laughs>
2: yeah. E- either you believe it's going to happen or you're afraid it won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. And then it's you know, right. are so scary no matter what. Stand,
2: yeah, make your stand on uh, on faith.
1: I find that my work life has worked a lot better since I put both feet on that that stepping oh, yeah. stone, faith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Relax into the faith. Relax into the faith. Well Larry, yeah, this well. has been really, really fun.
2: Yes, it has. have to do it again sometime. But I want to say before I, closing, I want yes. to just say that uh, um, you have really been a blessing, I know, to many people. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I just give thanks for uh, the way you turned your life around and began to walk in the direction you were supposed to be walking in and, and how you are a great influence on people today.
1: Well, that means so much because you have been such... Uh, an important piece of the puzzle on my path and my healing journey. And you have been one of the cutest cheerleaders I have ever known.
2: Well, the cutest cheerleaders. First time in college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're so adorable. Anytime I talk about my lovely Larry, people are like, who? And I'm like, he's just the cutest, cutest thing. I was saying that to Steve behind the scenes. He's so cute. I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> You are, you're so cute and so filled with the light of faith and, um, you are just an amazing, amazing soul and it means so much, uh, to me that, uh, you're proud of me. That makes me really happy. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, you've, you've come, you've come a great way.
1: I've come a long way and you've been a consistent pathmate and source of, um, inspiration and light and reminding me, you've given my mind back when I was crazy and, um, it, it feels so much better to be relaxed in this place of love and faith and sanity, so I have to thank you for that.
2: Well, like we said at the beginning, that's why we're here, to help others find the way. Absolutely.
1: So to my wonderful, lovely friends and listeners, if you want to get a hold of Larry, again, his email address is at pineland.net Give him a shout if you'd like a personal prayer or just to, to have him cheerlead on your behalf. If you to would- want to get a hold of me, please go to my website, TammyBPhD.com, or you can write to me at TammyBPhD, spelled with an I, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, You are in our hearts and our prayers, sending you blessings of healing, love, light, prosperity, compassion, and peace. Onward and upward. Bye for now. God bless you.
2: A message brought to you by the Will Rogers Institute.
0: Hi, I'm Kathy Ireland. Are you worried that your kids aren't spending enough time being physically active? Please get outside with them and move around. The best fitness is a family activity. Ride bikes, play soccer, or just take a walk through the neighborhood. The important thing is to get your children moving with you. For more information on family activities and fitness, call toll-free 1-877-957-7575.